Monday, February 28th, and happy birthday to my sister, Cabell. We have David Avery, your friendly neighborhood barista, Starbucks. Cabell loves the Starbucks. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat at Virginia, your number one podcast source for food news and interviews with the people who make Virginia restaurants great. Follow us on social media at Eat at Virginia and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. My name is Scott Wise and I am joined as always by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. Roby, on today's show, David Avery from my Starbucks. From your specific Starbucks, which I think we should be really, really, uh specific about this your starbucks is where scott i tend to go to the gaskins and malin starbucks in the west end of henrico did you hear that ladies which is where i met david avery in the drive through window and knew from the moment i met him that we had to get him on the show one day and that day finally arrived and why is it that you wanted him on the show well, Scott Wise. <laughs> now that you know him, you know why. I mean, he's a super friendly guy, and he's just one of those people that has his that kind of dabbles in everything. He's a pilot. He is very knowledgeable on coffee. In fact, as you'll hear in just a minute on the interview, he's one of the few people in Virginia, barista that is, to earn a coveted Starbucks black apron. Okay, so I learned a lot of things during this interview, but I don't think I knew there was specific apron colors also there's a vanilla cold cream let's not give away too many spoilers okay. people have to stick around and listen i want to actually talk about something pretty exciting you have a new gig <laughs> yes let's, I, talk, uh, let's talk about what you're doing now so i let's just spill it scott we have we are now living part-time in Virginia Beach, me and what we call him affectionately the king on this podcast. So the king and I, <laughs> there it is, uh, have are part-time in Virginia Beach now. I have picked up a, Denise Watson, my editor, I've picked up a really nice gig over at the Virginian Pilot, which I will be doing some reviewing, which it's been a while, honestly, that I've reviewed a restaurant, um, maybe three, four years now. And um, I will also, so many ums, it's not that big a deal, Roby. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, also... I can edit the ums, don't worry. <laughs> I will also be doing a little bit of highlighting some of the dining scene in the Hampton Road slash Norfolk slash Virginia Beach area. Phoebus apparently is where I should also go. Thank you, Jay Bear. I guess that was his suggestion. Well, first, congratulations. That's very exciting. Yeah, we, all, yeah. we all are looking forward to reading your writing once again. Is it once like again. is it like riding a bike where you just pick up where you left off? Or did you have to get you have one review under your belt now? You did one this past week. I did. I reviewed Love Song, which is a restaurant really actually cool uh, with respect to Richmond Roots because the chef plus the chef de cuisine. So the chef owner, chef de cuisine, Mike Hill and Jake Keller. Yep, it's Keller. Um, both of them were at Heritage. Oh, one of our faves. So yeah, so pretty cool stuff. So What's the address at... of the new restaurant in Virginia Beach? Oh my gosh, Scott! But it's three twenty-seven Laskin Road, and the reason why he's asking this, <laughs> all three listeners, is because that is the most dominant question I have received based on the print 
I want to make sure I clarify this. The print edition did not include the address. And so therefore, 57 emails, 57. So the address for anyone listening is 327 Laskin Road. Did you notice I didn't have to look in at anything to find that? It should be clear. It's not your responsibility as the reviewer to put the address in the paper, right? That's that's someone else's job. <laughs> I love you, Scott. I do. <laughs> so yes, it is not mine. But but next time I'll include it because people want to know. Everybody wants to know it. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You got. Yes. I mean, has Google made it down to Hampton Road yet? <laughs> no, no. Actually, you can't even Google it. So it's not even a thing. Even though you're reviewing for the paper is not part of the podcast. You, you will be learning more about Hampton Roads restaurants and chefs, and we're going to be incorporating that back into the podcast. So that is super exciting. I'm excited too. I think it's going to be really good for us, Scott, because we do actually need a little bit more Virginia coverage. I tend to pigeonhole myself here in the city in which I started reviewing in, and it's really nice to move outside of it a little bit because Frankly, it can get a little insular, and let me tell you why. Okay. So this week, I am, if you follow me over on Instagram, I'm at Call Me Roby. Follow us, Scott and I, at Eat of Virginia. I am talking about service standards. Now, you are not one of those people who fluffs the city at every, every turn. I mean, you are, you are, you heap out the praise when it is due. And when it is not due, you don't, you don't stay silent like I might be. You let people know what's, what's, what's happening. It's a relatively accurate statement. Okay. I'm not um, one to not speak my thoughts. So before we get to the bad, mm-hmm. what was your best experience out around, on town this week in a restaurant? So I love Grisette. I love Hardin. I love La Possum and all of those I have been to and think that they are some of the very solid service offerings we have to go and patronize here in the Richmond area. That being said, what were some of the challenges that you encountered this week while dining out with the King? Okay, so I'm not calling out restaurants because I didn't in over Instagram and I'm not going to do it now because this is what happens. Roby, do you know that they're staffing issues. Yes, I get it. I actually work in HR during the day. No one's more familiar with staffing issues than the person that is consistently recruiting for staff. Also, two, COVID, correct? There's COVID. Yes, I know that. And I know that restaurants have had an awful, awful time, so I don't want to seem insensitive. To either of those plights, Scott, either. I do want to say, and this is like the basic Like seriously, the basics. If I show up to your restaurant and you put me at a chair, I honestly think if you're busy, just say it. I'll get to you. I'm busy. You're not saying when I show up, like me, Roby, Martin, podcaster and restaurant reviewer, you're saying me, Joe, customer, like anybody. Anyone. If you sit down and you are there for longer than 10 minutes, someone needs to say to you, we are busy. Now, I'm assuming that happened to you recently. Was there, did the restaurant seem, or wherever you were, did it seem busy, or did it just seem short-staffed? Did it just seem people were indifferent? You are dragging me into this hole, Scott, and I'm not going to do this. But, but it you're not going to say any names. You're not going to yeah, say any no, names. It was not busy, okay. and there were a million employees. Okay. But I'm not going to – I don't want to be – that's not where we're going. Okay. I'm merely saying that I think that that is basic tenement of service in 
the restaurant industry. Hi, how are you? We're busy. Sure. And so at this one particular place where you went, how did it, how did it end? What was the end result? Did you have a conversation? Did you so wait I it out? Let, I've, I've, I will consistently and always say, being that I have grown up in a restaurant, my mother was a restaurateur, I've worked in many. Your first, first step is to go to management. Any management you can find. Hey, this did not work out well. When that does not prove great, don't go back. Yeah. Those are your two options. You go to management, you don't go back. I, on the other hand, tend to be a bit more vocal because I, I don't have a responsibility to the dining public, but I feel like I do because a lot of people ask me where they should eat a lot being 50 people a day. So I feel like I should be a little bit more blunt about what my thoughts are because the public is spending money. No? Does that not make sense? And so therefore I say, these are my thoughts. For better or worse. Yes. And you know what? If you don't agree with them, great. I mean, if I get to have an opinion, you do too, right? On the last podcast, you said that sushi in town was not very good. And a, and a listener had an opinion that she wanted to share with us about your opinion. Oh, God. This is listener Lauren Ruxton. Hi, Lauren. Do Lauren. tell me what you think about my opinions. Well, it's less about your opinions and more about the sushi in Richmond. She, she is swearing by Tokyo Sushi on Staples Mill Road. She said it's her favorite. And that she can personally vouch that she has seen a, quote, well-known Richmond restaurateur who she would imagine has high sushi standards. Say that five times fast. High eating. sushi standards. Eating yeah. at Tokyo Sushi. Really? Yes. I've never heard of Tokyo Sushi, but maybe we should try it. I'm in. I'm in. Let Laura know what we think. I'm in. Lauren, we're going to Tokyo Sushi this week. I am because I need all the sushis. Sushis. Um, so we'll go. We'll check it out. Second piece of feedback we got this week. I had to so many people are th- mad at my sushis. I had to call through hundreds of, of email and, and Instagram messages to get these two, <laughs> these these two, two. pieces of feedback. So <laughs> oh, this, is, this is the second best one. Andrew Ball writes, on the latest episode, and then he put, your audio was great, by the way. Oh, Thank you very much. <laughs> he says, Andrew su- suggests that we interview a full-time dishwasher in the Richmond restaurant scene. Because okay. that is a way to get a more in-depth view of what's really happening. Interesting. That, I think, is a great idea. I don't know if Andrew is a dishwasher. Andrew, he, are you a dishwasher? Or if he works in a restaurant, or he can suggest a dishwasher. But if, if listener out there, if you can suggest a dishwasher for us to talk to about what's really happening in Richard restaurants, we're game, right? I'm for, I'm for it. Yep, I want, I'd, I'd love to talk to a dishwasher. I'd love to talk to a prep cook. I'd love to talk to a dishwasher. Actually, anybody that's in a local restaurant, chain or not chain, we'd love to talk to you. Speaking of restaurant chains, Scott. Yes. Who who better to tell us about what's going on in the coffee world than David Avery over at the local Scott Wise Starbucks?
So we have a bit of a historic podcast interview today, Roby. For our, our longtime listeners, we'll know that Roby usually kicks things off because she is well entrenched in the Richmond restaurant community, the Virginia restaurant community. She knows a lot of people, has a lot of restaurant friends, and usually books the interviews for us. But this interview, she did not do that. This interview is someone who I only know from the waist up. That's not weird, Scott. And that is because <laughs> this interview is with someone that I see in a window on a regular basis. Roby. Wait, you drive through? You don't even go in? No, no. We're interviewing David Avery, who is the star of Starbucks at Gaskins and Malin. David, welcome to the show. He's never given you a physical high five, David. Never uh, given you a physical high actually five. Actually, he has. He actually gave me one yesterday. And thank you, Scott. Thank you, Roby. Thank you for having me. I love this. David is one of those people, when you meet him the first time, he makes you feel like you've known him forever. And that was my experience with him, I think, probably two years ago, three years ago, when, when we mm -hmm. first interacted. Yes. I, I'm so excited to learn who you are and, and what makes you so awesome, David. <laughs> It's really nothing much, man. I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, uh, life is short and you just got to make the best of it. So how long have you been at Starbucks? So as of this year, uh, this September, I was hired on September 12th of 2012. So it'll be 10 years in September, one full decade. Very proud and of And what is your official title? So I am a, uh, I am a barista, but I'm also a certified coffee master, as well as um, our store's coffee leader as well. So what does it take to be a cert, I want to be a certified coffee master. What does that take <laughs> to be a certified coffee master? Well, um, it, uh, when I started this uh, journey three years ago, because um, it's been three years since I've gotten my black apron, I actually got received my uh, black apron on national coffee day uh September. wait this is like six sigma you get a if you start off you get a green apron and then yeah. you get a black apron if you're right a right, right. if you if you if you want to like continue your studies and you know just continue your growth and development well within the company but um yeah you one of the cool things is that i found out um when i was uh in my training was that we actually i was literally going to be like one of the companies last certified coffee masters you're and the last black apron yeah i'm oh. the last black apron. he's the last literally. dragon i remember the last yeah so i thought that was kind of cool i was like whoa i mean i literally got in just in time and um getting that apron was uh was was a big deal for me um i i went through uh two prior managers before to get that and i remember the manager that i uh, had before he left in um in my uh, former district manager, um, they, um, they're still with the company, um, but she, um, they both certified me and, um, it was great. I actually did my, uh, coffee ceremony outside of Starbucks so that I could do alcohol tastings. So add alcohol to the coffee that I was doing. Obviously it was, it went very, very well. <laughs> sure. What is a coffee ceremony? So the coffee ceremony, basically what that was is you would basically have like a bunch of coffee, um, describe the coffees, you do tastings and pairings with them. So for example, one of the things that I did 
was I took one of my favorite blends, which is the Komodo Dragon. And the Komodo Dragon is a dark roast at Starbucks that you can get available at your store. And um, I got to pair that with different foods that go with that particular coffee. What I did um, that uh, they also provided me with uh, uh, pastries and other food items that I could pair that with too. So I got like, it was so nice. They had a nice spread for me when I went to the store to go pick it up. And it said, congratulations, David, on all of these bags that in each bag had different, um, uh, it had different pastries. So it had like lemon pound cake, banana nut bread, pumpkin bread, and then a bunch of cheese danishes. So Starbucks was very generous in donating that uh, for the ceremony. And we cooked them at home. We put them in the oven at home. Not all of them, not the uh, ice lemon pound cake. Um, and, but what I did with mine was I also pair mine with fruit as well. So we did grapefruit with um, the Komodo dragon blend, which was a really, really good pairing and tasting. So you do that. And then we, after the tasting, I remember, uh, like I said, you say a few words and you talk about your, your whole coffee journey, what you've been through it all, all of that, the training that was required, because there were sessions that I had with my manager uh, or managers when uh, you go through it and um, you go through a book. Uh, it's a great book. I wish I had got it. It's in the other room. And um, it talks about, you know, the journey of the coffee, the process of the coffee, the, uh, the ethical standards that uh, Starbucks have held up, up uh, you know, lives up to for providing the best coffee. And so you go through all of that. And um, it was really, really great. I really enjoyed it, especially when it came time to do uh, custom drinks. Uh, things like the espresso martini, the Cafe Toledo, uh, 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 Irish cream cold brew with actual Baileys. And so um, that was the journey and process for me for that. Oh, you know, the espresso martini is having a um, comeback. And I feel, what is the best coffee at Starbucks to do an espresso martini with? Oh, God. Um, well, obviously, you could use this regular espresso. Um, what I did is I used, I used Verona. I used Verona and I also used Sumatra. So I had, like, I had a bunch of coffee. I had so much coffee because we are privy to a pound. If you work at Starbucks, you get a pound of coffee every week. Every the, week? Every week. So for literally 52 weeks, um, you know, you get basically that's 52 pounds of coffee a, a year. That's insanity. And oh, also like my dream job. Everybody gets that, David, or just the guys with the black aprons? What? No, no, no. That's for everybody, which is great. I need a part-time job. I know, right? This has been, like I said, Starbucks has been the best. Um, um, I mean, it, it so much for me. It's it, it doesn't feel like a job. It it feels like probably the best side hustle I've ever had because it's just. I mean, it's opened so many opportunities. It's opened me to you, Scott. Um, it's opened my opportunities to a lot of things, and. Um, one of the things I can say, one of the challenges that came with getting my coffee, my, my get my apron was that I had to take a, some time off, not from Starbucks, but just from my training because uh, we I had, you know, flight school to go to because I'm also a pilot, too. So my pilot training kind of took priority over the black apron. You know, I, was like, I could get that in a minute, but right now I got to learn how to fly these planes. I don't think a lot of people understand the intricate workings of what is like what goes on day to day in a Starbucks. Oh, yeah. I don't because I, mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll be frank with you. Uh, surprise. 
I don't really love Starbucks coffee because it tastes like it's burnt to me. So can ah, you- yes, that's a yes, that's a common thing that we get. Hence, why the sugary drinks always, always out outweigh that. <laughs> but it's your roasting process, right? It's not tip. It's not the coffee itself. It's just how you, Starbucks prefers to roast their coffee. So right, explain yeah. the differences in roast to me. So what I can say is that um, they have a certain uh, standard for how all of the uh, maestros of the uh, machines, how they have that set. And um, yeah, one of the things that we get is, uh, you know, for, for specifically, I know for like, maybe like the pipe roast, maybe some people are, you know, it tastes kind of like, you know, just kind of mellow, but you know, that's where the syrups and stuff like that come in. <laughs> So what is the most famous syrupy drink? Ooh, as of now, I would say people are still asking about our sugar cookie that we did uh, not too long ago. Um, But I can tell you, and I guess this is okay to say now, um, we are going to be launching uh, a new uh, syrup next, actually on my birthday, which is actually on March 1st. Breaking news. It's already out there. So um, not so breaking news. No, no, I'm kidding. It's not. No, but we are going to be launching a new syrup, and I think people really enjoy it. And specifically, this will go with oat milk very, very well. Um, but to answer your question, I'll go back to that. Um, the, the, the syrup, I would say, that's the most popular, <laughs> oddly enough, it's two. I would say it's the uh, cinnamon dolce and um, our brown sugar, specifically. Our brown sugar has been really well with the brown sugar oatmeal Oh, oh, oatmeal, oat milk, shaken espresso, um, the brown sugar, everyone adds that to mostly a lot of their drinks, at least at my location. So that's always a really popular syrup, as well as vanilla. Vanilla is always fine off our shelves. I'm also constantly refilling that. You mentioned during your Black Apron ceremony, you, you reflected on your, your coffee journey. Yes. Let's get into that journey a little bit. Why did you walk in that Starbucks on that first day? What was your relationship with coffee at that time? So... Prior to Starbucks, I, um, Starbucks has always been kind of like in my life as far as like going, when, especially going to school, going to high school, uh, that's how I was introduced to it, uh, was just, where are you from? I'm sorry. I'm from Maryland originally. So I went to school in, uh, um, in Maryland and when I was in specifically in high school and I know, uh, or, or in, uh, private school. Uh, and having to stay up late and take tests and stuff like that. I know I needed things like that coffee to get me going and Starbucks was there. Coffee has always been in our family. I drank it even when I was very young too. So um, specifically like a French roast. I remember like Folgers had their like French roast. They always came in this purple can. So I remember always having that on Saturday mornings, watching Saturday morning cartoons and anime. Coffee helped a lot through college, especially going through film school. And what brought you to Virginia initially? Oh, actually work did. So um, I used to do, um, I was a producer at this place uh, in uh, Fredericksburg. Uh, It's no longer there now, but it was a place in Fredericksburg right on Kenmore Avenue. It's called Favor Network Services. And um, I did, uh, I actually did my first theatrical commercial there. Um, Got to edit it, film it, and actually see it on the big screen. It came on before the taking of Pelham 123. So that was like, I think it was like 2007. But work brought me down here. Um, and then eventually, as things started to transition uh, with the company, um, we ended up doing working from home. So when we all went through the COVID uh, crisis and everyone was starting to work from home, I was already used to it. So I'm just like, hey, welcome to the club, guys. 
work pretty much brought me, work and school. So work and school pretty much brought me here. And uh, currently I'm going through Starbucks's um, uh, Arizona State program to go for my master's in film. They offer a lot of help with college to their employees. That's What's that program like? Um, well, right now, like I said, I've taken a break from it from right now because of flight school, just because that's just, it, it, it's such a priority right now with the flying. Uh, but the process is, I mean, I was taking like four classes and even the people are like, whoa, 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 you're taking four classes. You got this going, you're doing this. And, oh, you might want to take two classes next time. And I was like, yeah, that's when I kind of did that. And uh, so I did. So eventually, once the flying started getting involved, I knew I wouldn't be able to finish that completely. So I just put a pause on that right now and uh, just continue with my flight studies right now. For those of you who want to visit David at work, you want to see him in action. He, he are you exclusively at the Gaskins Mainland location? Yes. Okay. I am at Gaskins, but I do go help out at, uh, I have been other locations when we did our redesign. I remember I was stationed at the Dominion and Broad location. Um, and I've gone to Gaten. I've gone to Greengate. I've gone to, uh, I, when we had the Clover machine years ago, I remember going to the Westgate store. That's the store that's across from the short pump. The reason why I bring up the get the Gaskins Mayland location is because that's how I get to work in the morning. I drive by that location to get on 64 and I judge and I judge if I'm stopping to see you, whether or not there's three cars in that line or if, <laughs> or if the line is literally around the building and back out to, to Gaskins. So right. do, you, do you, I know, do you see that line when you're actually working? Do you know how long it is? Oh, I know how long it is. Now you have to remember, I get there, I'm literally the first, one of the first people there. So um, I see the line as it builds. And when I'm eating breakfast, I usually sit outside and I'll sit outside, I don't care. I'm a snowboarder, I'll sit outside in the cold. I don't mind the heat, um, I adapt. Uh, but yeah, that line um, is definitely long. Um, and it's just only because we serve the best damn coffee in the state of Virginia. That's it. <laughs> no, but it, it does get long. Um, it's uh but we try to do our we definitely do our best to get you make sure we're accurate and to make sure that we're uh we're fast but so uh, if i wanted to visit you when there wasn't a line yeah what is the secret time the secret time 10 30 10 30 or 10 45 yeah sometimes i'll stay a little longer just to help out uh you know help out the team uh because i work with an amazing team right now uh, they're absolutely fantastic. Um, they're honestly what make that store flow, like where that energy comes from through me, you know, I vibe off of them and vice versa. Uh, that's what, what keeps our flow going. So, uh, but, but when people do want to come see me, they'll come see me anytime, but specifically if you're looking to come, um, uh, see me, uh, is our tasting Tuesday event. And that is something that is exclusive to Gaskins and Malin that we've done. And Tasting Tuesday, we've been doing for the past, uh, let's say, between six to seven years now. This is year seven of us doing that. And uh, Tasting Tuesday is something we do. We started roughly, some, I know my friends are like, we do not ever start on time. And that's because I'm busy helping other people. But we start usually between from 1045 and we go until, we've gone until noon now. So 1045 till noon. And that is a special time where we have people come in. Um, they will sample a coffee. They'll get a sample uh, of our, one of our core coffees. We'll describe that coffee, talk about the origin of that coffee, um, educate the people about that coffee. 
And uh, usually they end up leaving with the coffee. And what's great is that people who don't really like coffee will end up liking coffee after the tasting. So we'll do that. And we'll also do specialty drinks that are typically not on the menu. So obviously you guys know that TikTok has been a huge influence on, listen, not just Starbucks, but a lot of different places. But particularly that gives us a time and, and brief moment to actually like bring in those kind of unique drinks. And even I've uh, had um, some of my, uh, my uh, coworkers actually make specific drinks for, or suggest specific drinks for the tasting. So um, it, it, I want to make it as inclusive to, to everyone as possible, but tasting Tuesday from 1045 to 12. It's coffee tasting stuff, which sounds amazing, man. How much influence has TikTok had on oh. some of the drinks? And do you have somebody order a drink and go, where the heck is this coming from? And then see <laughs> it on TikTok? Yes. There have been many, many times, and there's times when people will come through the drive-thru and I will just, I will automatically know just from what they're ordering that that is a TikTok drink special, especially because my algorithm knows that I work at Starbucks. So uh, I'll hear a drink, for example, I'll give you one. It'll be a, it'll be a venti white mocha, like kind of like a basic drink, no whipped cream, substituted with the vanilla sweet cream cold foam with extra caramel drizzle. Or it'll be a iced coffee uh, with uh, oat milk and vanilla sweet cream cold foam, a shot of espresso, and sometimes people will add uh, caramel drizzle and stuff like that to it. That is nuts. And oh, sometimes you're like, what is happening here? Yeah. I didn't even know there was a vanilla sweet oh, cream cold so foam. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's so many drink combinations that it, it gets pretty insane, especially with the refreshers. One of the First drinks I can remember when TikTok started popping off and influencing us was the uh, strawberry acai. I'm sorry, the mango dragon fruit refresher. And it was double blended uh, with vanilla syrup. And it also had vanilla sweet cream foam on top. And, uh, and that was optional, obviously. Are but you allowed to say no when people order? No, 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 no. The one thing that helps, the one thing that helps, definitely saying no is not an option. The one thing that helps is having the recipe ready, just having it ready. The size, the size is very important. Having the size and having the ingredients that you want is very important. That, and, and that's it. And, and we have no problem making it. Um, things can get a little complicated, but, um, but so what's, I think, what's that like? What happens when like a, the minivan pulls up? With oh, the, with and the if you have that, and the seven kids in the back. And I would, the <laughs> like, what, what is that moment like for you? You can recognize um, it, right? Personally, I enjoy it. I like seeing everybody on. Personally, we have that. That's first is good business. This is great. Um, but second, if it's like a car full of TikTok drinks, we just tell them we just take our time. I mean, you're going to be here a while. Um, we'll also give the option if, hey, if you've got a lot, a specific kind of order like that, uh, usually the inside is pretty open. So come on inside with that. But um, what we'll do is just process it the same way we process everyone else. But, you know, we might have you park in the parking lot, you know, just take a, a, a slot in there and we'll just, you know, get that out the way first. That parking lot is dangerous, by the way. Oh, yeah, I know. It's crazy. All <laughs> Starbucks parking lots. All Starbucks parking lots are dangerous. I think yeah. everybody flying around all caffeinated up, Scott. Oh, yeah. It's, it's that extra shot of espresso. Oh, yeah. It's great, though. Sometimes I kind of enjoy the rush. It kind of reminds me of when I go to these anime conventions, which I went to now, and I, and I see the lines. Like, I remember seeing a huge line from coming out of the Starbucks down at the National Harbor. 
and you know just seeing everybody in their cosplay just excited you know but they know they're getting their coffee so they can stay up it was literally like a 72 hour con so so most people can't make it to starbucks every single day whether it's at a convenience or money or whatever but mm -hmm. you're the coffee master so my question for you is <laughs> how do i make a great cup of coffee at home what are some simple things i can oh. do to improve my coffee game in my own kitchen one thing is the water is very important make sure your water is good um if you need to boil it if you have to but definitely uh water is 90 percent of coffee um so that's a most important thing but the one thing i would say is get a french press uh invest in a french press um they're very affordable uh, you can find them anywhere um but a good French press coffee is, or a good French press will definitely get you through. And also one thing, I don't know a lot of people, what they can do with a French press is you can actually, you know, foam your own milk in the French press. Oh, really? So you can actually do that. Yeah. Um, but that, that one device right there will be great. Uh, getting a pour over will be great as well. But um, the, the, for the fastest method and getting the best of those flavors, what I found is getting a French press. I have so many other methods. Like I have an AeroPress, I have a Chemex, I have a whole bunch of other little tools. But what I found that's quick, easy, and simple that anyone can do is a French press. And they're very affordable. I have a French press and a Chemex and I grind my own beans. I'm like the weirdest person with regards to coffee. I, I mean, it's one of my favorite beverages. I enjoy it every single morning. Probably uh -huh. not as much as you do. I oh, mean, yeah. with, a, with a bag a week. <laughs> well, you know what? It got so bad that, you know, I had to like give some to the family. It's great when the holidays come because I can give away to the family, but I can't fit any more coffee in my pantry. Like literally the whole bottom of my pantry is nothing but coffee. So, um, yeah, it's like there's sometimes I'm like, should I get it? Am I going to really drink all of this? And I'm like, OK, yeah, I'll take half of it and then give it the other half, you know, away to friends and stuff. So there is a point system, correct? at that consumers can do at Starbucks, which if yeah, you do go every day or something similar, there's rewards. What does that yeah, look like? We have our uh, a wonderful rewards program. Basically, when you come through, you get a certain amount of stars that add up um, towards getting free. Uh, it can be free merch. It can be free uh, drinks, handcrafted drinks, and free uh, food items and pastries. And um, we have, uh, I think the highest person, the one point that I've seen or the amount of points that I've seen on one person was like, uh, that literally this person saved up like 4,000 points. That's the highest I've seen. That's a lot. I have 31 points, by the way. 31 points? Scott, you, have, you can't get anything, <laughs> but you are 29 points away from getting- I used a, them yesterday, sir, if you remember. You oh yeah, that, I know, I know. I was there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but um, no, Scott got his. But uh, yeah, Scott's 29 points away from getting another free coffee. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So how many business, like Scott's obviously spending a lot of time with you, David. Um, <laughs> yes. But how many other individuals do you see from a repeat standpoint, percentage wise? Uh, uh, as far as, what do you mean? Can you break that down? Like, as far as customers, like who, do you see it's the same people every morning? Oh yeah, I see. I have, we definitely have, uh, because of the, 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 where we're located is kind of unique because we get our same, our regulars, we get our constant regulars and we also get a lot of new people, especially when, uh, the seasons change, like during the summer, I anticipate we're going to see some people traveling through new people and, um, um, that's always fun. But yeah, I would say we see a 
good 97% of our same people uh, every day. And we, you know, commit their, when we know like one person comes in or like, are you get a dark roast with the water or you get this particular drink like this or this Americano this way, you know, so. What does Scott order? No pressure. Yeah, I know what the, Scott, what, oh Lord, he put me on the spot. <laughs> A very simple TikTok drink. Yeah, yeah, he has a very simple. T- it's a regular coffee. That's it. That's all Scott gets. No, <laughs> no it's pretty much. You're pretty much spot on. I get a blonde roast with a shot of blonde. That's it. And that's another thing too. That 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 blonde roast, or uh, specifically the shot of blonde, has been very popular. The when we introduced the blonde espresso. I'm a trendsetter, um, Ruby. Yeah, yes, you are, Scott. I, the first thing I think whenever I, I see my, you is how trendy you are. I put it on my TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it better go directly on. You're, you, you, you got a double blonde, huh? Double yeah, blonde. and and blonde is one of our strongest coffees next to our cold brews. Um, so a lot of people think, even though that's the lighter roast, that actually is the coffee that's going to give you the most caffeine boost. So I always tell people, like, hey, if you need to wake up, I'm going to give you a little shot of blonde. That'll be right up your alley. So as a transplant to Richmond, uh, I guess it's been a decade, you said, or a little more than a It's decade? been 10 years that, well, it's been a little bit more because I went to school in Northern Virginia. But um, when I moved down here, that was roughly around 2000 and, oh my gosh, God, has it been that long? 2005 I've been here in Virginia. What uh, were some of the restaurants when you moved to town that you initially gravitated towards? Oh, when I got here, what's funny about uh, here, particularly around in the short pump area, um, in the Carrytown area, um, there's this, uh, there's a, what is it, Sticky Rice. I love that place. I gravitate toward a lot of um, Asian cuisine. Um, I love, absolutely love Asian cuisine. Um, and I love it when it's fused with anything else too. So I uh, have a Mexican fusion or Cajun fusion or something like that. But um, there's this one particular place, Yaya's Cookbook. Uh, which is in Short Pump that I absolutely love. It's my go-to place, um, my happy place. I know the owners there too because I know what they order. <laughs> what do they uh, order? Yeah. Uh, so she. Oh, let's see. Tutu. She gets what? She's the man. One of the managers there. She gets her espresso, frappuccino, uh, with uh, with an extra shot, and um, that's her go-to drink. I remember that. And. Um, yeah, that's that's the one because she's the owner. So that's how I remember her drink. But I always saw her in the morning. She's so busy now because she's been opening another restaurant in Ashland where that she has that uh, she works with. So her espresso frappuccino is her classic go to drink all the time. She never deviates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there's Miss. Oh, yeah. I forgot Miss Sloan. Miss Sloan always gets a because she we see her every morning. Um, she gets a matcha green tea frappuccino specifically with two scoops of matcha and also an iced this has been a very popular drink too an iced quad espresso with five pumps of white mocha extra ice and a venti cup (laughs) these poor ladies are putting their business out on this podcast (laughs) Miss <laughs> Long would love it. She would absolutely love it. She's that's, awesome. a, that's a lot of espresso. Oh yeah, it's a, well. Believe I mean, we've had people get. Oh, there was one time I remember we had someone order 10, 20 shots of, or is it? Yeah, twenty shots of espresso. And I remember she got in in the small cups, but it literally filled that up. It was like ten shots in one, and then she came back again and got another ten. I was like, good lord! But she was a nurse, so she was like, I need this. So I was like, okay. <laughs> 
have to stop drinking at 3 p.m. or I won't go to bed because that's my, how um, old I am. So oh, yeah. 20 shots of espresso, I'm going to be up for 30 weeks. Oh, yeah. Well, for me, it's the cold brew. I've, I've gravitated, and that's what a lot of our customers really like, even the staff. Our cold brew is absolutely like, that's my pre-workout, actually. I use cold brew as my pre-workout. I was using blonde, like um, Scott was saying, uh, that blonde roast will get you going. But I, I particularly, when I'm getting ready to work out, it's going to be the cold brew. Cold brew with a little bit of oat milk. Ooh, nice. Yes. You mentioned the nurse, which got me thinking about uh, the pandemic and how, how many businesses have changed. Yes. Starbucks is one of them. You guys have closed a lot of the, the walk-in. I wouldn't say a lot of them, but there's, a, there's an obvious transition corporately mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the drive-through model. That probably was going on before the pandemic. What are right. some of the other things that, that maybe we as customers haven't really noticed, but you as someone who lives it every day, like how is the company, how have they adapted and how are they getting through it? And as an employee, and I mean, it's like a million part question. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, it's fine. But, you know, like Starbucks <laughs> is one of those things where it's like, it's your daily or weekly, or at least your regular part of your day. It's something you can mm-hmm. count on. The third on. home, as we call it. The third sure, home. I yeah. like that. The third home. It's something that a lot of people count on is like just their routine. How has that changed over the last, you know, two years, basically? I, I that's a, that's actually a good question because what it's I can about say. about time. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> No, this has been great. I've been actually, I've been really enjoying this. Um, what I would say is that because of, like you said, the pandemic and stuff like that, um, the drive-through, I think, um, and I think we're seeing this not just in Starbucks, but we're seeing this amongst a whole wide range of restaurants in particular that have drive-throughs. I think you're going to see uh, mobile orders and, and uh, to be probably the most, one of the most dominant um, forces because uh, you know, it's uh, 70% of what I know of, of businesses as far as like with ours is mostly going to be like mobile and drive-through. And um, I can just say we've seen obviously more people in the drive-through than we have before, um, which, you know, and then a lot more people doing a lot more mobile ordering uh, and specifically, and the mobile is tied in with also doing the, uh, we call it the, uh, the pickups like Uber Eats and stuff like that. But I think that that's what you're seeing. That's the big change for me that I've seen is a lot more delivery services, should I say, and a lot more people in the drive-through specifically. And how about you as like an employee specifically during this time? I mean, you had to go to work. There's no working from home at Starbucks. Me personally, I, I'm kind of like, and this just goes with them, just the training that I've gone through just outside of Starbucks, you know, with just being able to handle pressure. You know, I try to do my best just to try to keep calm and and, uh, you know, just, just work through what we're going through. Um, and you're right. It's, uh, we're going through, it, it's not just obviously, you know, down to Starbucks, but in particular, what we're going through, you know, um, we're doing our best with the, with the staffing. We're doing our best to, to help each other out. I noticed too, um, like there was a time that I needed coverage and there was another barista there to help me out. Um, so we always, do our best to try to help each other out. And uh, we all know what we're going through. We're all going through, we're going through some crazy, insane times right now. So the best thing that we can do is just work together. And, and, and like, again, this goes to what I was saying before. I love the staff that I, I work with. Um, I love the people there. So it all, it all works out. Is there actually a secret menu that I don't know about and you can no. tell me about? 
No. <laughs> there is no secret menu. There is no secret menu. It sounds like you can order whatever you want to order, and they'll just make it for you. So I mean, pretty it much. Be a yeah. There, there, that's yeah. the. It's kind of interesting. I always love hearing like these Starbucks lore things, like the secret menu. It's like it's not really a secret if everybody knows it, you know. <laughs> well, what but if I want to order a white mocha animal style? And what in the? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard. Sounds like you're not. You shouldn't be going to Starbucks. You should be going somewhere else. To order yeah, I'm like In and Out Burger. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I've uh, you know, no, there, there is no such thing as a secret menu. I would say there's more of a TikTok menu. I will say that. Uh, but um, no, and then it's just, and you know, with the things that we have, you could do some really creative combinations of things to get some great unique flavors. Um. I could tell you one that we did. This is a suggestion actually from, this is actually a couple of years ago where uh, one of my um, friends, she made a Nutella Frappuccino and it actually tastes like it. Um, I can't remember the combination specifically, but it really tasted good. It literally tasted like Nutella. It was, it was insane. So I have one last question. Yes. What, really and truly, how busy does it get when the pumpkin spice comes out? <laughs> <laughs> we still have people asking for pumpkin spice now they love it so much um but when that does happen it definitely once the word is out that uh our store has it it definitely gets busy um and i would say it gets as busy you know maybe as it is now but maybe a little bit more a little bit more but when pumpkin spice hits it is definitely a a a celebration just like a new cup on new cup day it is definitely a celebration <laughs> So can I get the pumpkin spice now? No. <laughs> we, you wait, 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 wait. You said, you, said you cannot say no. That was your words. Oh, no, you no, no, said no. you I, cannot say no. I said, well, okay. So you cannot get the pumpkin spice now, but you can wait until <laughs> pumpkin spice season <laughs> until it comes out. I don't and have any patience. No patience. Oh, that's the thing. You're going to have to. That, that, that builds up the anticipation. That's all right. I'm coming through the line and asking for a pumpkin spice latte, so you'll know who it is. Okay, all right. I am not. <laughs> I am not leaving. I am not leaving this line unless oh. I get a pumpkin spice latte. Kevin gives me a PSL. <laughs> David you know Avery on the podcast fun. said, <laughs> "Are no that's, no. They, you cannot say no on this podcast." That's right. Well, here's the deal. Uh, you're just gonna be waiting until pumpkin spice season. So I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm gonna put you there. I'll give you so I'll give you one of Scott's blonde rose with his extra blonde shot. <laughs> Just That'll keep feeding keep me blonde yeah. until October. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Wink, well, wink, nudge, you, nudge. I, I will see you soon, sir. I'm looking forward to it. All right, guys. And I Thank still you haven't again. seen I still haven't seen his bottom half because you know. Oh yeah. Well, I'm, still I, weird, Scott. Still weird. It's still shirt. weird, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> All right, guys. So I got I got my uh my shorts on. Right. Well, thank pocket. God for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Roby, David broke the record for the most times someone said coffee on our podcast. I think he said it 78 times. 78? 78 times, I counted. Does he give you an additional 78 points to your card because he said coffee 78 I think you should do that. And I think we, you and I should get a, a bag of that that, those coffee beans that he gets once a week from yeah, Starbucks. No, I, well, I better get a pumpkin spice latte. That's all I'm saying right now. I, th I thought you were still in line. He told you to get in line. He's at the sit till October, apparently, which is great.
I'm okay with that. I mean, actually, can I tell you? I don't, I mean, I did want to say this out loud to him, but. <laughs> okay. So well, hopefully he's not listening. If he is, uh, I have not had Starbucks. Yeah. I think Ever? it's been, no, no, no. I've definitely had it, but I can't tell you the last time I've had it. I do like supporting obviously local coffee shops, but the convenience of Starbucks is hard to sometimes overcome. So I hear blonde with a shot of blonde. So if you guys are paying it forward or you want to see Scott Wise, which <laughs> clearly a lot of you do, um, it is with David Avery at your local Starbucks. Ruby's got these incredible earrings on right now. And I feel bad <laughs> I feel bad for you folks at home because you can't see them, but you can see them because we are going to start recording a short video segment for our social media in which I will say four words and then Roby will talk for one minute straight. About, one whole minute. Holy about the two or run. three new restaurants that are opening up in our community. So I'm not sure when I'm going to get that edited. It probably won't be on Monday, but check back with our uh, social feed, our Instagram later this week. And uh, hopefully you can see these fantastic earrings that Roby's wearing. What, where, what's, the, what's the style there, Roby? What is the style of these earrings? Yeah, these that? are a gift from the king. They're very colorful. I like them. Thank you. They're like beaded and like super cool. Yeah. The king found them and gave them to me. He's the best. Is he though? I think so. <laughs> you should tell them how they can find us and how much you love getting messages. If you would like to hear your name called out on this podcast, please send us an email at eatitvirginia at gmail.com. You can send us an Instagram direct message over at the Eat It Virginia Instagram page. Those are probably the two best ways to reach us. Or you, you can just at Scott directly at Scott underscore wise. He loves it when you do that, guys. Just directly at him and tell him all the things. This episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> Eat It Virginia? <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> no! Oh, God, no.